Sorry for the delayed uh, recording. We have lives. I don't know what to say. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I hope everybody's having a happy holiday season and getting on with their lives as well. But that being said, uh, just housekeeping. I'm going to, I didn't bother writing down like all the monthly transit breakdowns, with, which I think our buddy Mark Menthony that's on Facebook does that all the time anyway. So uh, I would reference him, at least for this month, for those. Uh, we will go over some of them, but I don't have the entire breakdown because what's the point? Because we're halfway through December. Woo! But we are going to be talking about a plethora of things today, including um, election fraud. But we're going to be talking about a couple of things and starting with the Twitter files dump with Elon Musk. So we have talked about... Elon purchasing Twitter and the whole fiasco with that that happened throughout this year. And obviously we're now starting to see the fruits of his labor or as uh, essentially why Twitter was fighting so bad to avoid selling it to Elon and shit is just hitting the fan and it is in the, the form of Twitter files. And Yomi has some, some details on that as well as charts. So Yomi. Yes. So I did find a lot of information on this stuff. Like, they were not just censoring individuals. I mean, from what I saw here, it's Democrats working with Twitter and the FBI to censor what they deem to be misinformation. And whatever they said misinformation was, that was basically the law at the time. It was you either fall in line or you're canceled, basically. Yeah, and that's exactly what's ha- what still happens on Facebook, unfortunately, because uh, Facebook is still controlled entirely by the government, despite what they say. And I love the fact that Elon is bringing this to light. Like, we all knew this was going on to an extent, at least personally, from our own experiences of being shadow banned and all that. Um, but we didn't have any proof because they just were gaslighting the public about it. So we do oh, have yeah. a chart. We do have the first chart, which is the Twitter files. I kind of actually wanted to read that because some people. Do you have the the actual? Uh, what's the guy's name? I I know you got it up. There's uh, different individuals. So what what Elon has done is he's given um certain tidbits to report on on these Twitter files to independent journalists, and has told them when these things should come out. So Matt Taby is the first one. And he that's where he details how the government was working together with Twitter to basically interfere and rig the election based on the narrative they wanted to push. So, for example, that whole Hunter Biden story was accurate, obviously, and they wanted it shut down. So it got shut down. Um, Trump was confirmed to be shut down. For the most ridiculous reasons. And I was actually reading that one not that long ago. Let me pull it up here. Let's see. So the the first Twitter file chart I do have that I wrote down. I yes. got from Twitter itself. It's December 2nd, 2022. 6.34 p.m. And the locality of that tab, 
Tabia guy is in New Jersey. So I made sure to use New Jersey. So I'm, I'll pull up that chart real quick. Let's see what's going on with this. So, and just for warned, guys, I had I didn't actually have time to look at these charts ahead of time. I just kind of graphed them up, so I have not seen them yet. So, um, that's that's actually kind of why I wanted to read the actual context of the Twitter file thing. I had it up, but I think I sent it to you. You did. I have it right here. Okay, you want to read it? Yeah, it's it's long, but I'll read it. It says, what you're about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. The Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most influential social media flat platforms. It is a Frankensteinian tale of a human-built mechanism grown out of control of its designer. Twitter in its conception was a brilliant tool for enabling instant mass communication, making a true real-time global conversation possible for the first time. In an early conception, Twitter, Twitter more than lived up to its mission statement, giving people the power to create and share ideas with information instantly and without barriers. As time progressed, however, the company was slowly forced to add those barriers. Some of the first tools for controlling speech were designed to combat the lights of spam and financial fraudsters. Over time, Twitter staff and executives began to find more and more uses for these tools. Outsiders began petitioning the company to manipulate speech as well, first a little, then more often, and then constantly. By 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets for routine. One executive would write to another, more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back, handled. Celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. James Woods was one of the actors that was targeted by the Biden administration and the Democratic National Party uh, the, and the Democratic Party. Yep. Um, both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and the Biden campaign were received and honored. However, this system was was not balanced. It was based on contacts because Twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation. There were more channels and more ways to complain open to the left more than to the right. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, that lit. You saw that list of donors, the percentages yes. of people who worked at Twitter, how much they donated to Democrats. It was like, it was like pretty much like ninety nine percent to Democrats and one percent to Republicans. Yeah, not even one percent to Republicans. It was ninety nine point seventy three went to Democrats. God. Yes. <laughs> you can go on. You can go on. It was bad. Then it says how and why Twitter blocked the Hunt and Biden laptop story. Nice. On October 14th, the New York Post published Biden's secret emails and exposed based on the contents of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. Twitter took extraordinary, extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe. They blocked its transmission via direct message, a tool hitherto reserved for extreme cases. Examples are child pornography. White House spokeswoman Kaylee McGanny was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer Mike Kahn, who seethed, 
quote, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days, unquote. Man. So I was uh, just, uh, that's some context that we have for this chart. So I was looking at this chart. So we look at the now houses, first, fourth, seventh, and 10th, 10th being the public eye. And we have Jupiter in an orb conjunction to Neptune in Pisces. And when Neptune is retrograde, as I've talked about before, that's the veil being lifted. So Neptune is all about deception, lies, conspiracy, that kind of stuff, hidden things. And when it's retrograde, that's when the basically the carpet's pulled out from underneath somebody or scandals come out or whistleblowers, that kind of thing. It has been retrograde since July. And that was like around the time frame he was trying to fight for Twitter, which I find funny. But I, I was actually kind of looking at this prior to us getting on the phone. Um, I was just thinking, looking at the whole 2022 year, that when we had um, Jupiter as well as Nep Neptune's obviously been in Pisces for a good minute. That That's taken quite a while. It's been since 20, uh, 2012. But with Jupiter specifically and Saturn have a lot of influence on trends, social trends and culture. And with Jupiter being in the sign of Pisces, it takes on the same kind of characteristics and dignity as Neptune and Pisces, but also Jupiter associated with information and knowledge. And it being conjunct right here while Neptune is retrograde would be the unveiling of some secret thing that's been going on for quite some time. And I mean, I could even say that this obviously stems way before Neptune went into Pisces in 2012, but what this is saying is that all the secrets that have been, or the conspiracies and plans that have been going on since that time frame are now coming out into the open. And Twitter was founded in 2006, right? Was that? I, think I believe right. so. Yeah, because we looked at the chart like that before. So essentially, I do believe that Twitter did start out genuinely as it was intended to, and then it started to be manipulated more. And thinking of how much Biden even his campaign had its had um, leverage into Twitter. It it's safe to say too, because 2012 is when Obama was going for his sec going into a second term, I believe. Yep. So that's that's really when, and that's when they started to um, what's what's the word? Um, that's when the the other recession happened, and that's when he kind of uh, federalized you know the car industry and all that, and and made all these corporations kind of fall in line. And I think that, that it's not a far stretch to think that that's around the time frame Twitter started to be infiltrated from government control. Because, too, we have to we have to take into account that Pluto and Capricorn, we, we know that that's notorious for tyrannical uh, activity or events, that kind of thing. And I think 2008 is when, if I remember right, that's when Pluto and Capricorn went into – or Pluto went into Capricorn. So – getting into it for a couple of years and then we go into Neptune and Pisces in 2012, the veil or deception or gaslighting the public definitely came, came into the picture. And what we're basically seeing right now towards the end of this is the unveiling of all these conspiracies. So I think it's fascinating that we have that Jupiter Neptune conjunction on the mid Haven there. And then we also 
Think of Elon Musk. He's a cancer as well. Hades is on the ascendant right there. And Hades is all about hidden, unearthing things. And a lot of people consider Hades to be sinister or a negative kind of thing, which also is just reemphasized by Blackman Lilith being in that house next to that, an orb conjunction to Hades. So a lot of people are looking at Elon Musk like he's some sort of villain or he's like an evil person for doing this. But then when you see Pallas right next to Black Moon Lilith, he may be causing a lot of ruckus and stirring up a lot of problems, but he he's doing it like vigilante justice. That's what Pallas is known for, is it, using intellectual strategies for vigilante justice. And you see that it's trying to, at least uh, Pallas is trying, and Black Moon Lilith are trying to that Neptune retrograde. So something about somebody taking things into their own hands, which we already know, um, to for the greater good more so, uh, to unveil all these secrets. And, you know, that one tweet he had, because everybody's going around saying, like, you know, Elon Musk is going to be the next person that kills himself. And I love his response to some of those tweets, where he just showed a picture of his nightstand with, like, guns on it. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, so that's what he, that was his re- response to that, was that, well, I hope that nobody tries to do anything because, you know, I got guns sitting on my uh, on my nightstand kind of thing. So I, I thought that was pretty funny. But um, we look around at the other parts of the chart. Uh, we do have the North Node conjunct with Uranus in the house, uh, the 11th house, which is the house of um, networking, social media, that sort of thing. So... Uranus being an abnormal abnormality going against trends. There's something that was destined to kind of shake it, shake up the the status quo. Cause we have been, you know, anticipating some sort of destruction of the United States as a whole and everything that the United States is an extension of as well, which would be the deep state or anybody who controls basically the United States behind, behind the scenes. That is what, is the emphasis of the Pluto and Capricorn. And that's what theoretically is going to be dismantled. It's either going to be, they destroy us or it destroys itself. And just as the story of um, the tower of Babel goes, it eventually destroys itself. And, and we are starting to see like the crumbs of, of certain events or people that will help the unraveling of that and make that Babel fall again. And I do see trans Pluto, is in the third house that is kind of a uh it almost gives like an eclipse vibe signature and the third house being communications and that that also plays into uh social media as well because that's the way that we receive information in so there's there's a transition going on with the way that people communicate with each other and let's see um we've got pluto and capricorn in the seventh house Opposing the signature that I would consider Elon in this chart, which is the first house. So he is definitely at war with someone. There, There is um, a T-square with Zeus. I don't remember exactly what Zeus represents. You're you're better at that than me. What what would that entail? Zeus in the fourth house in Libra? Let me Balance. check that. Balance of some kind. So there's some sort of power... Yeah, yeah, there is. A, I'm sorry. It's a planet of channeled and directed and creative energies. It is a recipe for leadership, achievement, and a positive, positive goals of all types. Nice. 
Yeah, so he is trying to that basically what this chart is insinuating is that this is the uh the remedy to restore balance to Twitter, which is what, you know, Musk was intending to do. That's what he said in one of those tweets that that I don't remember if I have that tweet timestamp. I don't. Um but him basically talking about how he's got to restore the integrity of Twitter before it can go on and be what it potentially could be at its best. Um, I do think it's fascinating that we have the moon and Chiron and Eris all in the 10th house as well, sharing that conjunction with Jupiter and Neptune. So um, Aries and Chiron, it being, well, it being retrograde as a review, obviously, but when Aries is in Chiron, it's like the individual or the self feels violated. And when we're looking at political or mundane astrology, the moon would represent like the people or, or basically what it would represent are, are the people, the average Joe people that are using Twitter. They feel violated by basically what they're learning. And even though some of them obviously know that there's been some unfair, unjust, uh, um, discrepancies or censorship going on, but they're they're almost like being faced with their with real hardcore cognitive dissonance with seeing this evidence that wow it really is as bad as I thought it was, which you know, um, I, it's pretty pretty fascinating. Um, then we also do have Mars in Gemini retrograde in the twelfth house, so the motive is to uh, share information about conspiracies of the past. And I and I've been thinking about this Mars retrograde um, going on in Gemini, that this is like the signature that Elon needed, and th- uh, to really like let let all the the rats out uh, of everything that's been going on. And I don't think that this is just going to stop with Elon. I do think for the next, I think it's till March, right? That Mars is retrograde. Is it March? Yes. Or April? You know, okay. it, it ends in March. Yeah, so I'm expecting, and this is a prediction that I'll take, I'll be confident about. I'm expecting there to be more uh, whistleblowing, more uh, revealing of of conspiracies confirmed that have been in recent years. That it's going to be way worse, and Elon is definitely the catalyst to a lot of this, and I love that, and that's exactly Elon Musk's energy. Because look at the innovation and entrepreneurship and all the stuff that he he helped build and then it just blew out and became this huge thing like his SpaceX you know uh the Teslas even he's the one that bought PayPal and made it as big as it was and then sold it so yeah. i mean like he is he is one of those pioneering innovator kind of pi- type people which is why i always think he's an aquarius but <laughs> but uh yeah so he's definitely a huge catalyst for all of this and Yeah, I think, in all honesty, as much as Trump did did a lot of good for the country, like legislative-wise, obviously, I think that the things that that Elon Musk is doing is going to be more substantial in the long run to the like the uh, restoring the United States to to some sort of even power than than anything Trump would have ever done. Because I mean, look at look at what Trump did, and he did a lot of stuff, but. Uh, I, I just think that Elon is like five steps ahead of more people than than anybody else. And oh, yeah. When you read what he tweets, you could tell that he's on to something because 
I mean, there's a lot of things that he tweets about where you're left sitting there and a while later you see that it starts to happen. So, I mean, he's someone to definitely be listening to when it comes to what he says can happen. Right. And that's why uh, I straight up am going to start using Elon's tweets for charts. <laughs> that's that's exactly what that's exactly what we have out, actually, because she's got a whole list, Yomi, on all the other charts for that. Do you want to go into another one? Let me actually pull one up here. So the one that I really wanted to look up, and that's, I mean, I know, I don't know about y'all, but I know I was literally on Twitter all night long on this night because I was thrilled about what was going on. Hold on. You still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. My thing beeps, so I'm like, okay, did it mess up? All right. Anyway, so... It was the night that Trump was reinstated on Twitter. Yes. Yes. We are still waiting to hear from our wonderful president to know what he will be saying. I doubt he'll come back, but we'll see. He's not going to come back. I already know. No. He's He's got that Mars and Leo and that moon in Sagittarius. He's so it's not even that he's so full of himself, but like he's going to think he's betraying all the effort he put into truth social by coming back. But, I mean, if it were me, I would come back and just occasionally say something and say, if you want to hear me say more, go to True Social. That's what I would do. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. I mean, use as an advert kind of thing. But he he ain't going to come back. The only way way he'll come back is if when he gets – if and when he gets reelected in 2024 and – essentially when the White House has to represent him again or he has to have an official POTUS, like, uh, thing. And I think they're just going to retweet stuff he says on True Social. I I think that's the only way he's going to ever come back to Twitter is if he's reelected in 2024. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So, do you want to pull up the chart, too, with me? It's November 19th. I got it. Yep. Okay. That one, are you have what, 4.53 p.m. San Francisco? That's what I was going to say. I I must have accidentally, you know how I adjusted the times for everything? Yeah. I think I adjusted for that one, too. So what was the time you had for that? Okay, so I wrote down, based on my time here on this side of the world, 7.53. But when I did this chart, I took it back three hours to 4.53. Oh, okay, okay, yep, that, yep. I'm glad I told you that, too. Cause, yeah, because otherwise, I'd have pulled up 753, and I'd have been like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, you know how many times I've probably done that? <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit. I, I'm glad like, I, I'm just nosy, and I look at the Twitter feed, and somebody goes, official timestamp is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Fuck. What time zone you in? Fuck. I hate, I, I mean, I kind of think that's cool, but then it's not cool for me. Uh, to tell me what time it officially was tweeted on my time, because what does anyway? I don't know. What does it matter? Okay, so I have November nineteenth, twenty twenty-two, four fifty-three p.m. San Francisco, California. Elon Musk brings back Trump. So what the is- moon is in Libra, which I absolutely love. Yes, and it's in the fifth house of self-expression. Yeah. Something in the future. So he. So this kind of this it being in the future house too kind of kind of basically says well he's making it even an even playing field for the future. So what this actually makes me think is that 
Elon is bringing back everybody else because he thinks not just not just everybody else, but Trump as well, because he thinks that this is going to change the outcome of the 2024 election. Well, yeah, he brought back Kanye and then Kanye has been banned again. Yeah. Um, Was he permanently banned? I thought it was temporary. I can't remember. I just, you know, in the craziness of work last week, I kind of glimpsed as I could, but I know he was taken off of Twitter. Now, there's a lot of stuff about Kanye that's being said right now. However, you know, you and I know this. If you're being heavily censored, it's for a reason. It's because you're speaking something they don't want out there. So I I did actually, because I have nothing better to do, or I did, did have nothing better to do, I went and watched his entire interviews with Tim Poole, and I can't stand that guy, even though that was a short one. But I watched uh-huh. the Alex Jones one as well. And are you, are you still there? I'm here. Okay, I was just making sure. My my computer did something weird again. Anyway, oh, you're so, fine. so what Kanye was saying, uh, he, okay, in his warped view, do I think he's got some mental illness going on? I do think there's some psychosis going on, but I don't think he's a bad person. So I think he's just, like, trying to process dealing with, like, the the Plutonian Capricorn controlling thing that's, you know, trying to destroy his life. And I think he's really kind of losing it over it. But what he was saying in Alex Jones is he says that Jesus tells you to love everyone, including Hitler. He used that as, like, you know, in, in my opinion, I think he was just trying to say something outrageous. Because at this point, like, he knows that his entire reputation is totally shot, so he might as well just get attention for, you know, being really ridiculous. That's kind of how I felt it was going. Mm-hmm. And that's what Alex Jones kind of was hinting at, too. He's like, whoa, man. He's like, just just for clarification, I do not support Nazis. And then and then it's like, Nazis are evil. And then, and then he actually said, actually, you should take the word evil away from Nazis, because not all Nazis are evil, because... Hitler and the Nazis created the Autobahn, which is the, the the highway interstates that the United States uses. They created this microphone that we're speaking into right now. There was a lot of scientific innovation done by Nazi Germany. It's like so. Mm-hmm. It, basically, he was saying that that somebody has everyone, even the worst person in the world, has contributed something good to the world. That was his like takeaway message. Yeah, but, but the way the way he said it, because he he basically said, "I love Nazis, I love Jews, I love Hitler," and so people took that "I love Hitler, I love Nazis" thing, and clipped it out and, yeah. and used that as you know, basically like Kanye's nuts. And then the only reason why that's really making its rounds is because Kanye had dinner with Trump just like a week prior to doing this, so they're trying to like uh, link. Kanye's infatuation with Nazis to back Trump. to Trump. Yeah. Yes. That's why it's newsworthy. So Yes, yes, I remember. I remember you reading about that too. That it's just it's been wild. That's all that's all I gotta say. It's been wild. It's the deception. Like like uh even in this chart right here for Elon Musk bringing back Trump, uh-huh. we again we again have Jupiter and Neptune in an orb conjunction. And I was looking back all the way into the beginning of this year. Um, through the first half of the year into like July, we had Neptune, uh, we had Jupiter in Pisces, which in personally to me, even though Neptune in Pisces does cause a lot of confusion and deception, I think Jupiter being in Pisces is more substantially damning and damaging, I guess, 
when oh, it yeah. comes to confusing people than Neptune is because we almost become desensitized to Neptune because the transits are so long. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're in a brain fog, but we've been in this brain fog for like five, ten years, and we're we're figuring it out. But Jupiter changes signs every year. So yep. Jupiter, Jupiter, in in my personal opinion, I think is the most substantial influence of like cultural and social trends that you can see in any of the outer planets. And just with Jupiter continuously being in in, in Pisces, also. During the seasons when it's squared planets that were also immutable, which it's doing now. Uh, well, actually, it's, no, it'd be trining, right? Yeah, yeah, little. Sorry. Um, wait a minute. There's uh, some squares and some trines. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, but just any of the hard aspects to the Jupiter and Neptune is going going to be an emphasis for like conspiracies, disinformation, like this whole damn year, dude, we should just chalk it up to a big lie. This whole year is, I mean, I know they lie to us all the time, but like it's just almost blatantly insulting at this point because it's almost as if they're taking it to a whole other level, like we're not going to notice. Or maybe it's because like the majority is starting to be really dumbed down and we're just still paying attention. Do you think, do you think I'm just giving people more credit than they need for? I mean, I mean, do you see it? Well, I don't know. I mean, I know, like, when you're watching TV right now, like, it'll, the commercials on my fire stick will say, are you on your phone scrolling or are you doing this? And I'm like, damn. Yes. Really? The commercial will legit interrupt you to say, are you scrolling on your phone? And you're lit, and it's it's crazy how, yes, I do that. I'll be watching a show and just be scrolling down my phone. We're so distracted by yeah. what we're consuming at this point, that unless we're really paying attention, we're under that spell. Yeah. Yeah. And what's crazy, too, is in looking at this chart and then the other chart we just did, um, Jupiter was retrograde. The sun in transit getting ready to go into Sagittarius, it's going to be starting to square Neptune here really soon in the next few weeks, possibly. So... I mean, it's going to reveal a lot more things. What is it? Let me see what's going on right this second. You see, okay. I got it over here, too. We have the sun at 20 degrees of Sagittarius. So it's actually squaring Neptune right now. Yeah, it's already squaring it then. Let's go to now. Yeah. And, then and, all, and all of these drops are coinciding with all of this, which is crazy. Yeah, so Neptune being retrograde. Neptune is wait, Neptune's still retrograde, right? Because it should be. No, it's direct now. Oh snap! When did that happen? Hold on. Holy yeah, yeah, it's direct. Both of them. Yeah, hold on. Rewind. Okay, November twenty seventh. Uh, November twenty ninth. November thirtieth. December first. December second. December 3rd. Yep. See, if we would have done our podcast on time, we would have known that. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And here, no, no, look at this. Look at this. And it's squaring Mercury. Yes. That's what I was, that, that's what I was looking for. I was about to just think about that because, um, uh, whew, with Neptune, anytime Neptune is squaring Mercury, cognitive dissonance or like, yeah, I guess I, I know I use that word so much that people almost don't even like pay attention to it anymore, but that's like, um, Cognitive dissonance is an internal conflict confusion of processing 
um, information that you're seeing for your own eyes and everything and what you believe. Yeah. So. And it's going to go retrograde, too, later this month. Ooh, yeah, that's right. It's going to be in Capricorn towards the beginning of the new year, which. Exactly. FYI, y'all, not like I'm saying, I, I I don't even believe in New Year's resolutions because whoever thought that they should start something new in the middle of Capricorn season is totally out of their, their gourd. But definitely don't think about it this time because not only will you not stick to it, but it'll probably completely blow up in your damn face because it'll be retrograde on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, just an FYI, just in case I don't mention that later. But, yeah, so, oof, so, Wow. The prep time to get ready for that resolution then is now. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually, and this is my personal take, I think Aries season's a great time to start something new. I oh, yeah. That, I wholeheartedly agree there. Personally, you should always use your solar return chart to start new stuff. And instead of you, like, saying, these are the things I would like to do, you should actually look at your solar return chart and go, these are, or if you don't know how to read it, consult somebody who does, and then go, these are my strengths and my challenges this year. These are the things that I could probably improve. I think yep. those would be more realistic, FYI. But anyway, um, so, yeah, that was that's something that we missed. Neptune went direct, guys. But uh, let's go back to what we were looking at. Elon brings back Trump chart. So, ooh, sorry. Knocking stuff off my desk. I'm so excited. It's the, it's the Mars and Gemini stuff. All my, you know how Gemini's like move their hands around everywhere? Yes. Like I'm doing that all over my desk. Oh I my just tr- tried to flip my clipboard over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, when Elon brings back Trump, let's look at um, motives. Motives would be Mars. So the self is just basically trying to make everything free and um give it give it some fairness um the sagittarius stellum in the seventh house means that he wants all information to be exchanged evenly and he wants people to make up their minds by choosing what is best instead of being indoctrinated that's kind of what that says um aquarius ruling the tenth house uh, with Saturn right there, that you know, Saturn Aquarius is known for being rebellious against the the norms and standards. So that that's kind of obviously going on. Um, then we have that stellum of of Pisces into the eleventh house, and with the eleventh house again representing social media, Pisces Neptune whatever represents a a, a loss or dissolving of borders and um. I, I guess uh, barriers, that kind of thing. So him, he's basically just letting the floodgates out, more or less, uh, with Twitter. And again, that's trying to aspecting to that. What I'm gonna just start coining the Elon signature. That Stellum in Cancer, Hades, Part of Fortune, um, Black Moon, Lilith, and Palace. I, I, I think I'm just gonna consider that the Elon signature in every one of these charts. Um, then again, it's trining to, um, let's see, some of that Sagittarius, the Sagittarius sun, actually. Uh, so the self transforming its work and service. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. He just wants to make, it's exactly what he's saying, which is really refreshing when, when I'm looking at these charts because it's actually really rare that somebody means exactly what they say. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So it actually just kind of makes these charts boring to read. But at the same time, this is great for our, our chart data history because now we know, like, what what genuinely, like, honesty looks like in a chart. I don't get that very often. <laughs> no, I know what I, I what I like about this chart too is I focused on on Hades, right? And Hades touches so many important points in the chart. Yes. It touches the moon. It's it squares the moon. It squares Chiron. Yep. It sextiles the Uranus um, North Node conjunction. Then it also trines the South Node. It hits the Sun. It's like there's all these important hits on that specific moment just by that one entity. That I think it does confirm that part for you that. He is that um, cancer aspect of the charts. Yep, yep. And uh, just a side note, I think like maybe next month or something like that, I'll go into, I think I want to do a little bit of uh, educational description on Hades a bit more and uh, maybe some palace and stuff like that because I've had some people uh, kind of ask about what those mean. And I, I don't think I've ever really gone into that very much. I don't think, I think we may have touched up on it. I know we did Zeus one time. But not not Hades, I don't think. Um, but yeah, so that that chart from there, Elon's just trying to make everything pretty much what his tweets are saying. The charts are saying that th that's exactly what he's gonna do. Um, what else did Elon do that was fun? I got Elon Elon comments Hunter Biden laptop. Elon yeah. Musk versus Apple. Which one do you want to do? Um, let me see here. Let's do Apple censorship. April, um, November 28th, 2022. Yes, I got that one right here. And 1.07 p.m., right? I have 1.07 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so that means that it is three hours earlier. Okay, hold on. Let me edit that. It's actually nice that for a change that you have to deal with this too because a lot of things usually especially in polit politics happen in Washington DC so I have to like do this different calculative ma like locality math I I'm know like, like god damn it okay so noon 11:10 so it would be 10:07 a.m. is it a.m. or p.m. a.m. okay and it was we'll say San Francisco cuz that's where he tweeted it from Right. That's apparently where he's sleeping too, is the Twitter headquarters. Because I, I saw, believe it. I saw um, it. It was kind. Of, it was in my local feed for like news articles, uh -huh. where the mayor of San Francisco, which oh, he has a lot of nerve, uh, is trying to fine Elon or Twitter because they found that somebody told on him that he made a couple of bedrooms in the Twitter headquarters. And he says that they're like napping rooms for people who stay long hours. Uh-huh. And he's using one of them, obviously of his own, because they took pictures of the napping rooms and they're the same color scheme as his nightstand. Oh my so, gosh. So he's literally living at the Twitter headquarters. If yeah. the dude if, if if the dude wants to be such a Capricorn workaholic, let him be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Jeez. that's what he does all the time. He sleeps at Tesla too. 
I mean, damn, to me, that's the signature of a dedicated boss. One I would appreciate a little bit more. Because right. you're working with me in the trenches and you staying. Yeah, you like your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's why he told everybody to, like, come back to work or you're fired. And it's like, if I live here, then you need to be here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Anyway, so let's see. Um, Elon Musk versus Apple, November 28th, 2022, 10.07 a.m., San Francisco. So what is the context of this one? Like, you're the one that gave me this chart. What is this, what is going on here? Let me check here. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go straight to that tweet. November 28th. Oh, I believe it was when there was the incident where they were threatening to pull Twitter off the Apple store. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so this exact chart is Pluto and Capricorn is near the ascendant, so we know what that means. Corrupt governments, authorities, or corporations that are all conspiring together. They are the, I'm assuming, is that tweet from Apple, or is this Elon responding to the tweet? Well, let me just go through the tweets of November 28th with everybody here. Okay, number one, that's the day that he posted the video, the picture of the gun and the Diet Cokes. Nice. nice. All right. God, he tweets a lot. Yeah, he does. All right. The amount of pro psyops on Twitter is ridiculous. At least with New Verified, they will pay $8 for the privilege. Ha ha. <laughs> um, let's see. What's going on here, Tim Cook? Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? Oh, wow. Okay. Then he retweeted a tweet from a tweeter, a tweet, uh, whatever, a page called LBRY. And it says, during COVID, Apple demanded our apps filter some search terms from being returned. If we did not filter the terms, our apps would not be allowed in the store. Apple wow. make, they make good products, but they have been opposed to free speech for some time. Elon then asks, who else has Apple censored? Wow. Okay, so that makes total sense. So, Because I was assuming that Elon's the one tweeting, because that's where we're getting the tweets from. Yes. But with Pluto and the Capricorn being in the first house, that is the, when you're looking at the chart, like the first house is the star of the chart more or less the person place or thing that is the catalyst of the events of the chart right so with pluto and capricorn and capricorn ruling the first house it would be apple that is uh, the catalyst for this chart so i that's why i was asking i'm like well elon's tweeting about this so why is elon's uh signature more or less in the seventh house here's so the t- here's the exact tweet where he calls them out Apple has also threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but won't tell us why. Okay. Yeah. So he is, yeah. So he's basically making commentary of behind the scenes drama going on, which is the same bullshit that's been going on everywhere else where they're controlling and infiltrating social media to make it look like it's a free open source platform when it's really not. It's being secretly controlled. Yes. Which I, I love Elon for doing that. So, you, you know, and the, then we see the moon conjunct with Saturn right there. So that insinuates that whatever is going on, that's uh, that Apple's inspiring more or less, 
is completely different from the standard. So something that would normally not happen and it's got a trine to to Gemini and Mercury or, or Mars, sorry, Mars and Gemini in the fifth house. So he has the liberty and the freedom to make this happen because he bought Twitter and who the hell's going to stop him? I mean, really? Yeah. And with him sitting there, like Twitter headquarters is probably a fortress and he's armed in there. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? but, um, we see, let's see. Um, we see that that uh, Neptune-Jupiter signature again, conjunct in the second house, future house, which means that's going to be something that's happening in the future. So something to do with this whole uh, Apple doing this, that uh, Elon is now going to be targeting Apple. So this is how I'm translating this, that Apple's going to be the next uh, victim, more or less, I guess you could say, of Pretty Elon blow, putting them on blast. Well, yeah, because he started threatening to make his own cell phone, if need be, if Google and Apple took his product down, he would make his own cell phone with access to his Internet service where you have you can access Twitter, knowing that if he does this, it's going to blow these competitors out of the water. He's going to destroy Apple. Exactly. That's when he got his meeting with Cook and all of a sudden things were resolved. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because as soon as I started telling some people about this, like you and my husband, he says, if Elon makes a phone, I'm buying it. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what I told my husband. I see. He's like, are you getting it? I said, fuck, yeah, I am. <laughs> Shit, I need a new phone. Right? Shit. I'm like, I, I don't want to be paying no $700 for a Samsung. Uh-uh. Right? Yeah, he would make them cheap, too. Right? Just so everybody would buy them. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's so awesome. Oh, my gosh. Think about it. You're getting a phone from Elon. One, it's not going to be monitored by the federal government. So they're going to be listening to our stuff. Like, I'll know at times I'll be talking about certain topics. And my phone will automatically let me know. Like, it'll pick up this thing called Bixby. And it starts listening. And I'm like, really? I hear you yes, girl, all the time. Where the, if, how the hell do you have that on your phone? What is well, that? Well, it, it, it comes standard with a Samsung. And if you have a Sam, it's it's almost like the Siri that you have on Apple. Well, okay. this thing comes on the Samsung. Now, I'm pretty sure there's a way to turn it off. I just haven't done it yet. But And I do it just to test it out. I'll be reading a news story or talking to someone about something. And I could literally see my phone light up and this app pick up that I'm talking. And I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers. I know y'all listening. I know you're listening. Wow. <laughs> Messed up. I mean, I already yes. know that's happening, but damn. I didn't think they'd let you see that they're doing that. Anyway. Yeah, so, again, this... Whew, um, I mean, this chart basically does insinuate that... He, it doesn't matter if, if Apple, like, you know, runs away with its tail between its legs and apologizes profusely to Elon. He... That signature right there in the second house he means he's going to put Apple on blast one way or another. So, I mean, I know he's already kind of doing that, but if with that being in the second house means he hasn't done the big drop yet, which I'm, I'm, you know, excited to hear about exactly what that entails. I mean, I'm assuming he's just going to air Apple's dirty laundry, but, you know, there might be something that does escalate into the future where he might actually be a competitor against Apple. And I, I would love that. That would oh, be fantastic. 
Well, he most recently today called out and his tweets right now. Um, let's see. He said, now things get spicy. My pronouns are prosecute Fauci. I saw oh, that. You're having a lovely Sunday. I saw that. I I'm like, like, is the next dump about Fauci? Oh, Can yeah. Please have this drop. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, speaking of which, we have the other the other uh, Twitter file. Is there a third drop yet? Or is it just or is it just the two so far? Um, there's been four drops. Oh snap! Well, I only got two. Do you have the other? The, do you have three and four? Let me check. Yeah, three is three goes into the the information of the removal of Donald Trump. Three and four. There's two parts. Wait, I thought I thought that was number two. No, okay. thread two. Let me see what thread two was. Twitter secret blacklist. So I'm just going to kind of recap what Twitter secret blacklist is. So um, Dan Bongino was blacklisted by Twitter. Shocker. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, who was a doctor that argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Yep. um, Was also placed on the blacklist. They prevented his tweet from trending. Dan Bongino got, um, let's see, a not suitable for work tag on his account. Wow. Charlie Kirk is another one who also was uh, made as not suitable for work and also labeled as a do not amplify, meaning that if you tried to retweet his tweets, they weren't reaching audiences. What? Remember the hashtag stop the steal? Yeah, yeah. I actually have a thread where they basically conspired and removed the hashtag. Yeah, I it was, yeah. I it was about that. blocking the stop the steal hashtag and where Twitter executives literally gave the green light for that hashtag to be suppressed so that it would stop spreading misinformation. <sighs> Yeah, and you know, did you hear that recently too? Katie Hobbs is part of the Twitter file dump. I don't know where it is because I was listening to that um, Turley guy from YouTube. Yeah. And he was going on about how Katie Hobbs, uh, um, off, you know, political office or whatever, because she was secretary of the state of Arizona or something, personally contacted Twitter and asked them to remove things uh, about Arizona natives questioning the election integrity. Yes, uh, yeah, I think I've seen something like that. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw it. Yeah, there's so much of it, I can't even handle it all. There was one report I read where they were saying, um, and I think it had to do with the Stop the Steal hashtag, where they removed Trump's tweet stating that it was election misinformation, and then that same person from Twitter goes and says the FBI confirmed that what he's saying is true. Yep. And I'm like, what? Yep. And here's what's so crazy. In a few weeks, I think it's in January, there is an election fraud case going to the Supreme Court about this 2020 election. Now, really? There's people, yeah, there's people saying that based on all this evidence that's coming out, they may consider Biden's presidency to be null and void. 
Dude, that would be that would be awesome full circle because I remember when uh, I don't know if you were paying attention to that, but I did the inauguration chart for Biden in 2020 uh-huh. and there and there was a death signature for the inauguration. And I looked back at like previous inaugurations that I had actual mm-hmm. timestamps for. Yeah. And I haven't found another one like that. That's crazy. So I'm like I've been trying to like is that mean Biden's going to die before his first term? Does that mean that he's going to be like his, that's why I was actually hoping. I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I was hoping that they were going to consider his presidency illegitimate because that would be, that would be a, a figure or uh, yeah, figurative uh, translation to a death signature on the inauguration. Cause the inauguration is all about like making it official. Right. So uh, if a death signature was on it making it official, that's that's where I would maybe maybe it's not they're not gonna actually throw him out of office, but maybe they are gonna like deem it as like fraught. I don't know, cause like I, has there been any historical context of this ever happening? I don't believe so. Not not in anything that I've ever seen. But see, here's what makes it to me very believable that it could possibly happen. You're you know you have Neptune and Jupiter moving in a forward motion. Mm-hmm. Exposing so much as it is So I mean I don't know It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds But Pluto's still in Capricorn So like you and I Were talking about this too That generation Pluto and Leo does not want to give up control yeah. No matter what the cost is Like You know and, and it's sad to see Just how bad that Neptune Aspect Has hit them at this point yeah, and the Uranus too. Oh yeah, the, the Uranus makes it worse because again, you know, um, Tor- you know Taurus. Tauruses are very stubborn. Yeah, uh, they have their, you know, their heels in the in the dirt. They refuse to move. Like, have you ever tried to get a cow or a bull to move? Yeah, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> so, she's like, not moving until she's ready to move. Right. So with that having a hard aspect to their Pluto, uh, Pluto and Leo, that's their psyche there. So like they're thinking that if they let go of any ounce of control, that they will lose everything. And yes. when somebody is like that, they go, they're like psychotic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Doing, doing things they wouldn't normally do in desperation. It's it's like the it's like a fugitive trying to like escape the police like. They're going to literally do everything they can. And, and you know, I, I do think that everything that they have been doing to continue to have control is starting to catch up with them. And really, like, again, I, I just keep I always think back in my head to the Tower of Babel story. I, I don't I even though they have all this control, even though they they're trying to, like, you know, do all these these strategic things. I don't think that in the end they're going to be able to get away with it. So the same thing with, you know, the vaccine and all that. It was intended to scare uh, that. I watched that die suddenly documentary and it echoes exactly kind of the predictions I had and that they were, you know, essentially hoping that the, the everybody be so scared. They take the vaccine. The vaccine had so many, you know, uh, side effects and all that that it's become life-threatening or giving people like long-term illnesses and all that. Like you're seeing all those, all those neurological conditions with all those uh, performers that had to get the vaccine to, to do international tours. Yeah. It's happening with them all over the place. And 
I, I just, it's the same concept with them. They were trying to kill uh, Bill Gates even said it flat out. He's hoping that he can curb 10% of the population with vaccinations and abortions. And, and I, that makes no sense. Yeah. Not when, not, not when we are, you know, in a situation where, you know, women are staying single longer. You know, we're not. Oh, Lori, like I, I, I hate to sound so old fashioned, but that's just who I am. It's like us as mothers cannot be mothers at this point. We're, you know, the 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 old way of doing things as in you know, the family being the center of it all. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with a woman having a career, but, you know, being a mother to me, if you are a mother, you would understand is one of the most important jobs we have in life. And, you know, it's, I don't know. That's just me. Sorry. Well, I'll put in my personal two cents with that too. With, with my Norse traditions in Norse mythology, um, for you to, for, you to reincarnate essentially, you 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 reincarnate through your own ancestral line. So if theoretically I never have kids and there's and none of my siblings ever have kids, I theoretically in in Norse beliefs will never re- have a potential chance to reincarnate because I have no ancestral line. So I mean, if you want to look at that from a pagan perspective, or you want to look from that like as a purposeful perspective. Or just reprocreation for the, <laughs> like, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it's important. And, you know, it, I do think that they're just trying to control the populations. But my the, the silver lining in this is that I think that they failed. Yeah, there are a bunch of people that did die. And it sounds awful, but I kind of look at this as Darwinism. Because if the people that died died because they took the shot, they were stupid enough to listen. So, but the people who are smart enough not to listen and question everything and, you know, decided to sit back and see what will happen first before they decide to take it, or, you know, just were old school and said, you know, things didn't kill me before, why is this going to kill me, that kind of thing. Those are the people, in my opinion, I think that should reprocreate, you know? Um, oh, yeah. And, but anyway, we're getting all sidetracked with that. <laughs> no, we're fine. But anyway, so uh, the the point of that, what we were... What chart were we on? We were we were just kind of going over the Twitter file dump. Okay, okay. Because this right. kind of this kind of does lead to the next topic that we're gonna go over, which is election fraud and election interference. Yes. Now within these Twitter files, if you really dig deep and read through them, you're going to see how the FBI colluded and worked with Twitter, meeting with top executives at Twitter, and also various different departments at Twitter. Um, gauging the needle as to what could be shared, who needed to be blacklisted, who um, shouldn't be trending or have, you know, be visible on Twitter and what stories should it should be or not be allowed on Twitter. This totally makes sense why my Twitter never does anything. I'm not saying that I should be popular, but like I can never even get more than five people to like see my stuff. I've and never think- been able to. So I've just I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, I, I really, because obviously I have a tendency to say everything that I'm not supposed to say. Yeah. So, so like Twitter's like the worst place I could go, and I already knew that. Like, but you know, at least now we have we have an opportunity for being even playing field. Like, maybe we might make a comeback on Twitter or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. 
But I mean, it's getting so bad that they're even calling out for the Brazilian. If if there is, they're saying if there's any evidence of the Brazilian election, and I think Elon mentioned something about it, he's going to make sure it does come out to light. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people are calling for that information to come out. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm going to look at that real quick. I got Lula's acceptance speech. This is the guy who won the Brazilian election. This confused me and Yomi for a second because first we had the 2nd of October and then then I was finding the acceptance speech on the 30th or I was finding the conclusion of the election on the 30th and then the election congratulations or acceptance speech by the leftists was October 31st, 2022, 2.39 a.m. Rio del, what is that? Rio del Janeiro, Brazil. And so let's look for deception, shall we? Where is, oh, look at that. Neptune's on the angles in this chart. So, and it, obviously it's conjunct with Jupiter right there. Um, Jupiter's also retrograde in this chart as well. Jupiter retrograde, let's see. Jupiter, oh, I was going to. Anyway, I know what Jupiter retrograde's all about. You have weird beliefs. Uh, you don't do everything the way that standardly, typically people do. I, I have Jupiter retrograde, so I always remember this. Um, and so it being in the seventh house, weird. Okay, so what is what are they being deceptive about? Um, there's that signature in the 11th house, trying to that. Then there's a sextile to, oh, a sextile to Pluto and Capricorn in the moon. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Pluto being in the fifth house would be stifling the individual's voice or expression. Um, moon being conjunct there would be controlling the people, people's attitude or something of that degree. Um, then we have obviously the opposition with, uh, with Jupiter or not Jupiter, sorry, Black Moon Lilith and Cancer. I don't know what I was saying about that. So again, we're seeing this Pluto opposition palace signature. So this is the, the um, authoritarian versus the, the um, uh, vigilante justice kind of people. And then we have all these nasty squares to the sun and Mercury, as well as Venus, the South node uh, that, that are also insinuating some sort of conflict with vigilante justice um then we also have that was the day that mars went uh was stationary and yep. that was on the uh, in the 10th house on the midhaven there and it's the top of a trine to um the pice so the tip of the pisces stellum in the sixth house as well as the scorpio so controlling uh the second house would be controlling um the people or the country somehow. So really, oof. Um, obviously with Neptune being on the angles, that is the number one signature I have determined for like fake news. So oh, yeah. I, that's in every fake news, like proven fake news uh, narrative. And so him, this being his acceptance speech and there being a fake news signature, that just translates right there that this this election couldn't have been legitimate or he knows something that didn't go right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 
So, I mean, I think that the, I would love to see what the current Elon, president. Huh? Go ahead. I was going to say, I would love to see what Elon has to say about this. Oh, I know. I can't wait for that to come out because the president, the current president has not conceded. From what I understand, the military is about to take over. Oh, because wow. the people are in the streets protesting. And what's crazy is that because they know that, you know, countries around the world are seeing this. They're actually getting those those the signs that they're protesting with it's written out in English. That way they know that the truth is getting out there. I'm going to ask my friend Enrique or um, he it lives in Brazil and he follow he he sometimes listens to the podcast and he he follows us on Facebook. I'm going to ask him what he notices going on because, you know, it's always always it's always different. For people mm-hmm. that are actually there as opposed to what we see on the news. But exactly. I mean, but yeah, definitely, de- obviously deception. Neptune on the angles right there, even on the descendant line too. Um, yeah. And it bleeding into the sixth house of work and service. Also a past house into the seventh house of others. Um, means that this is something that, um, you know, the government had already had... Not the sitting president, but it's the same kind of uh, situation as Trump. That, like, the inner deep state or people that are on the inside somehow corrupted, you know, the the president, essentially, the the, the um, republic, what do you would call him? They, they call him the right, the right side president or something. Yes. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I would love to see, see how that's going to play out. Um, also, just... Just to just for curiosity, that first chart you gave me for the Brazilian election on October 2nd, uh, 2022, um, I put 8 a.m. because that's when the voting started. And let's see. We have Neptune in the fifth house. That's a future house. Um, let's see. What else do we, what do we have going on? The angles. Mars and Gemini in the seventh. Hygieia. Fourth house. Saturn. And Aquarius. So the Saturn Aquarius signature in the fourth house would say that something abnormal is going to happen with this election. So this is why there was a second one. Did you ever find a, an explanation as to why they did it again? I think because the counts were so close is what I had read. Okay. Okay. So this chart basically says with Saturn in the fourth that something irregular or abnormal is going to be happening. Um, that the future houses also insinuate um, that... The ne- that Neptune deception there, uh, vigilante justice in the eighth house, um, some sort of discrepancies uh, with counting. We also had Mercury going stationary during when? Hold on a second. Days did the, is that was that it going direct? Yeah. Okay. So it was just retrograde. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. So it was just retrograde. So during that chart, it was it was stationary coming back from its retrograde motion. So this chart basically insinuates that something abnormal is going to happen with the first round election uh, because of something to do with balance or fairness um, and, and information. So hmm, I wonder this this just spells kind of to me like like a. Uh, the Republican, well, he's not Republican, the right side or whatever, the conser- conservative party, there we go. The conservative party uh, was poised to win, 
And so they called it super close. They cheated like they normally... Because I saw that they used the same machines for voting as we do. Yes, they do. Yeah. So George Soros or whoever just had to get get a couple of the machines to fuck up and then add a couple of extra... I mean, that would actually be right there, uh, would give him the win that he got because it was less than a point. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but I don't know. I, I know I read about this recently. I don't know if it's been widely reported or not, but Soros just bought all of the major Spanish news organizations. What? Yep. Wow. So, I mean, it's they're really doing what they can to infiltrate their beliefs on people. And, and, and what I think it's, is insane is that I know this just, you know, personally as a Hispanic person, while we feel, you know, that we're liberal in a way we are raised very much in a conservative fashion. So they're, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to infiltrate that and change that way of life. I don't think they are. I mean, I'm obviously white, so I don't really have any say on this, but like my husband's Cuban and, you know, they, he comes from a family that lived in Cuba Mm -hmm. and all that. And even with all their indoctrination into communism and all that too, like they still like, you know, are all about freedom on the ones that could escape came here. And, you know, I don't really think you can hold those kind of people back. And I do think that like Catholicism and, tradition you know family traditions and stuff are just so ingrained in the hispanic culture uh, at least i'm thinking of like the mexicans anyway mexico yeah. that i don't think that they're gonna do that and you know I, I i do think that the united states has tried to try to uh whitewash or indoctrinate mexicans before and i just see them like stonewalling and still just doing their normal thing like okay like what yeah they, <laughs> yeah they're like huh we're just we're gonna keep doing us I think white people are the only people that are really, like, hypersensitive and, like, oh, I better, you know, alter my entire persona and my my thoughts and my behavior because, you know, politeness or something. Whatever the reason is. I don't get it. <laughs> well, I mean, we can't, you know, I mean, I kind of count myself into that category just because. But, um, you know, you have to be careful what you say. You could, you know, you can open your mouth and not even mean anything by what you're saying. And someone will take offense to it and get mad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just sorry if there's barking, if people can hear barking in the background. Uh, I have rude dogs in my house. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I live under rocks and I just, I'm all like, I'm like, uh, fuck the system. So I, I, yes. I, don't, care, I don't care if I upset people. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, that, that's the wrap for that chart. So the first, the first election in Brazil probably looks like it went to the conservative and they didn't like that. So they did it again. I wish, I I love how they can do it again, but like if it would have been leaning, like leaning to the blue, especially here in the United States, you see the pushback from all this. Oh yeah. But okay. So let's think about this in synchronicity with themes, right? So, if this is almost around the same time frame, it's obviously a month ahead of ours. Mm-hmm. If if the the transits permitted there to be some sort of recount and questioning it, and they successfully were able to, do you think that we might be able to get a couple of recounts with some of the close calls here in the United States? How do you think that's going to go? 
man. It would be nice to see, but you got to think about, you know, we don't know, which we know there's millions of those fake ballots out there. Right. But you would have to hold a whole new election. Yeah. You can't do a recount. You have to do a whole new election. And the way that I see it, and I know it's probably a lot of people probably going to disagree with me, but it's very simple. You have one day to vote. Show up and vote. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, here in Washington, we get our ballot. It's always been mail-in ballots, like okay. for, forever. And we we get them we get them a week or two before they're due. And then we fill them out and we go drop them off in a drop box. That that's uh, policed and all that and everything. So like that's how they do it here. So I I don't think it'll ever change for everybody like that. No. Um. But you know. I, I don't think giving people months or however early they can vote, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. The other thing, too, is, you know, when you register to vote, I'm still registered to vote in Nevada, and I've never voted in a Nevada election. All because what? I lived there for a year, and I registered to vote. I'm still a registered voter. So if I really wanted to, yeah, I could vote in two elections for the general election for my candidate, but I don't do it. Oh, yeah. I'm also yeah. registered to vote in the state of Florida. I don't vote in the state I, of Florida. I got a ballot for my dead father from wow. Nevada. Yeah, because all his mail was is redirected to, to my address. Mm-hmm. I got a ballot from Nevada for my dead dad. Oh, my he's, God. He's been dead for two years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. It's you know it's it's crazy, but I, but again, so if this does happen, as we said, Elon will be the catalyst to this. So one oh, of the, absolutely one of the ones that I'm I'm kind of I keep having thoughts about um, is Arizona's gubernatorial race because with Katie Hobbs being found her her campaign and her office directly contacting Twitter to silence people who live in Arizona about election integrity. And that's what Carrie Lake's been sounding the alarm on for months now. Yes. I don't think that she's Carrie Lake's not going to give up. Trump says that he's going to completely support her and everything he does, everything she does. And obviously Elon is helping too. I, okay. So best case scenario, there's actually a recount, like not a recount, but a re um, a revote in, in Arizona. For the gubernatorial race. If that does happen, they might do it for the Senate too. But that would be best case scenario. Um, The worst case scenario, I think, nothing's going to happen. But I think that there's going to... I don't think that Biden or the Senate's going to pass it. But there might be um, some sort of legislation the House puts through. I think it's going to be more investigation stuff, but I think that something before the 2024 election is going to stop the, um, that basically the cheating going on. I just don't oh, know yeah. exactly what it's going to be. Would well, it be something if Elon created voting machines? I don't know. I mean, that would be interesting to see. It would be, but you still have to protect the vote itself. And make yeah. sure that candidates can't buy their votes, for example. Right. 
Right. You know, like it is now. It goes to the highest bidder. They win the votes. Or to be able to buy, pay to flip votes. You know, all of those things. That's why yeah. a lot of people don't trust computers because in Maricopa County specifically, remember this. I don't know if you, I don't know if you actually heard about it or not, but when um, voting day came, Republican precincts, their machines went down. Yes, Those I saw. people I weren't saw able people to on, vote. I saw people on Twitter posting videos. Yes. Of taping the officials. I think I sent that to you. And then what's so nuts is that that chart for, um, I guess when when we said Katie Hobbs declared victory, which was, hold on, no November eighth, twenty twenty two, election night. South nodes in the 10th house with the sun, Mercury, and Venus. Are you looking at the Arizona one? Yeah, Arizona election night, 2022. Okay. okay. Yeah, Kieran. Yeah, I see it. Yep. Yep. So. Right, yeah, that's, it's like it wasn't going to go well from the from the beginning. Another thing I noticed, too, when I'm looking at the midterm charts. So I made one for Florida, right, for the same time. Uh-huh. I made one for Arizona, and I made one for Washington, D.C. A huge distinction is in, in Florida's chart, Mars is in the first house. In the Arizona chart and the Washington, D.C. chart, they're both in the 12th house. So uh-huh. uh, you got to think. Remember I told you deception is Neptune-related? So anything that's in Neptune, anything that's in Pisces, or anything that's in the 12th house is associated with deception. So, and Mars has to do with motivation and obviously Gemini would be information counting the ballots. So when you're thinking about this in a political, uh, political kind of perspective, uh, when people are voting, they go to their, their voting area, which would be their neighborhood or something like that. Third house related, Gemini related. Then they, they cast their, their choice, which would be Gemini related. And then the opposite is the conclusion Jupiter or the ninth house the knowledge of the outcome, the election, the conclusion, that kind of thing. So when we're looking at Mars in Gemini and that having to do with the motivation and the vote, and then we see it go into the 12th house, there was deception in Washington, D.C. and Arizona. We both know that for, for a fact. And the fact that we know that Florida has passed, like, you know, voter ID and, you know, and anything that would be loopholes for discrepancies with votes uh, obviously governor DeSantis totally squashed that with all the republican support in in florida so we can use this in contrast which i think is great so i'm actually gonna pull up the the dual wheel of arizona to florida so when i'm looking at the florida chart besides mars being in the first house we also, let's see if there's anything else that's different. Um, we also have um, Astria in the 10th house and in in the Arizona house, it's in the 9th. So Astria, which is a, an aspect that some people aren't that familiar with. I'll go ahead and give you the debrief on it. Astria is, the, is named after the goddess of justice and balanced scales. She was the last of the immortals to withdraw from Earth and turn to the constellation of Virgo. The asteroid seems to be symbolic of integration and wholeness, whether the ideal state of the fragmentation requires restoration of the idea. This, this comes from idealism and divine order. 
and it sits comfortably in the real world as true balance to achieve and maintain. It also um, has an intellectual aspect for practical practical problem solving skills. It, it, um, it is greatly intense in manifesting in deeply contrary ways, both in personal terms and more mundanely matters. So I kind of sum that up as justice or fairness. So when I'm looking at that chart compared to, oh, let me pull that back up. My bad. Arizona to Florida. When we have that Astria signature in the 10th house for Florida, that would that would be a signif uh, uh, an indicator that the election itself was fair and just and balanced. And when we ha when we look at the Arizona chart, that Astria signature is in the ninth house, the past house. So what it wasn't fair and just during this time frame. So then we what else is different? Juno it was also in the ninth house in Arizona, but in the tenth house in Florida. Also in Florida's chart, we have Curon and Aries in the 11th house, but we have it in the 10th in Arizona. So a violation of someone's personal uh, um, uh, like space or their security or whatever, or their individuality, what happened in Arizona. So somebody from the public perspective or like uh, the authorities, which would be, you know, the government or whoever's officiating the votes is violating the individual's rights in this, in this election. So right there, it just, that's why I love the fact that we have Florida to compare to this. It's just, it just amazes me. That's awesome that we at least had that chart. Yeah. Like this, this is, this is something to really save for like, this is like astrological theory uh, at its best to use this in a book example. I'm going to totally save this one forever. No, that definitely. Was, and, and what's fascinating is when you look at the U.S. midterms for Washington, D.C., next to, let's do a bi-wheel, I'll send this one to you, of uh, the U.S. midterms in in uh, Washington, D.C. and Arizona. And it's going to look kind of boring because it essentially is the same chart, which what that tells us is that people actively cheated in Washington, D.C., and in Arizona. I sent it to you there so you can look at it. Okay, I got it pulled up. So you're going to see everything is almost exactly matched up. If not, pretty much, it's pretty much all in the same place. Yeah. So, yep. And then just for visual here, I'll just send this one to you too. Let's do a bywheel of Arizona to Florida so you can see this. Um, let's see, actually dual wheel Arizona to Florida there we go just in case anybody's listening for the first time they're curious what I'm doing me and Yomi don't actually discuss this prior we just wing it uh, after we've done our homework so I'm sharing sharing some visuals with Yomi so she can see it all right uh, yeah so you so you're seeing those differences I sh I told you about yes yeah so and, and that's why, oh, I love the angles, man. Angles always, like every time you're looking at a chart for a timestamp, using Hori astrology, looking at the angles to see what's going on is really, really crucial. And again, anybody in the future, uh, for future reference, if they want to uh, try to track deception in a chart, Neptune on the angles, 
number one giveaway. Then also having uh, examine anything that's in the 12th house, anything that's in Pisces. And also, if you do see some signature for deception, look at those signatures that are quote-unquote for deception, whether it be planets that are in the 12th house or things that are in Pisces, and see what they're expecting. That's what the deception is about. That's how that works. So, you know, we see Neptune being like the 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 king of the chart deception here, and it's aspecting to all kinds of things, but it's got a trine to that black moon Lilith and also the sun and Mercury. Just, yep, and Venus too. So just deceiving the public, other people, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. Yeah, right? I'm like blown away. I, I, every time I see this stuff, I'm like, whoa. What's it's crazy. So, so confirmation for sure. So I, I want to do a little bit of backtracking from our previous um, uh, predictions that we had for the election. Me and Yomi predicted a landslide victory. Florida, you know, uh, they they basically emulated exactly everything me and Yomi expected. And as you can see, because of what Florida has implemented le- with legislation, they stopped any potential uh, election interference, election fraud from going on. And also, if you don't know psychology well enough, yeah, you, you know, you look into projection. The, the left kind of tells on themselves, and it's not just the left. Like, people kind of tell on themselves – if somebody mm-hmm. is just unprovokingly regurgitating a narrative for some reason, it's usually out of guilt. So when they, who brings up election fraud more than anyone? Yeah. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, it's the it's the pot con the kettle black. There's a reason that that's a phrase. So, you know, we we're seeing this in real time, and Florida is a great example of just implementing these laws and also if you see the general consensus of florida has been at least on the mainstream narrative perspective is that they're they're evil they're bad look what they're doing and all they've been doing is putting in laws to stop fraud on all levels indoctrinating kids to you know letting your great great grandma vote <laughs> it's like you know yeah. so but it's it's just amazing so me and Yomi, like we when we first saw how the how the election came out, we kind of like talked to each other and we're like, "Damn, dude, we met, we fucked up." And and I was looking at it and I'm like, you know, maybe I'm biased, okay? Maybe maybe I was really hoping because I, I try not to be, but I'm just like, damn, maybe I was. And then, funny enough, I was telling her about this when we delayed the podcast for one week, two week, yeah. all this stuff started coming out just like it did for the Brazilian election. Slowly, over time, people questioning it, not, you know, conceding, uh, you know, petitioning for uh, hearings, you know, for legitimacy, that kind of thing. It's now unraveling. And I was like, dang. And, and you know, I was thinking back to it. And that's why we actually are, are focusing on election fraud for this episode, uh, besides the Twitter stuff, because I can't just get away from that. Me and Yomi are addicted to this because Elon's awesome. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> but, uh. So I'm going to double down and say that there should have been a damn red wave. And the only reason why there wasn't is because there's election fraud. And I just demonstrated that with those charts there, which, I mean, we tried to pull up the Brazilian election and we pulled up a couple of other ones. Or Yomi found a couple of other ones that was like, I don't even know how to say that word. Yomi, help me out. Myanmar? Myanmar. Thank you. (laughs) She sent me that one. (laughs) And I was trying to look at that and I was just like, 
I was like, yeah, that's cool. Because we were trying to look for, like, confirmed election fraud back in the day. So we could try to get away from this notion that maybe me and Yomi are biased. But even, well, even no, with those... I mean, it happened in the Philippines, too, in the 60s. Yeah, we didn't have an actual time, exact timestamp. Yeah, that, though, right? that was the problem. No, I couldn't yeah. find any exact times. I All I could find was statistics that would show the massive swing to the left. Yeah. Or to that other candidate with no with no reasoning for it to happen. Just like it happened in Brazil, for example. Right. The only thing is, is, you know, like it is here, you pay the right amount of money, it's buried. Right. Well, and also, you know, putting the tinfoil hat on, George Soros has kind of been tackling, you know, politics one country at a time, I feel. Yes. So, and he's old, <laughs> which I saw, I saw that story, that fake story where they said George Soros is dead. And I'm like, please tell me it's true. Please tell me it's true. And right. he's, he's still alive. He's got all the money in the world. They're going to keep him on ice. Let him continue to like make decisions. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. So yeah. These Pluto again. and Leo people, these Pluto and Leo individuals. How no, old fe- is George, no, how old no, is no Soros, offense. Though? I mean, I from what I do know, I believe he was like a young a young adult or a young kid um, when the Nazis were in Germany. He actually he was Jew. He's a Jewish. Yeah. And he sold his own people to the Jews. Yeah. He's August 12th, 1930. Yes. He, he would give them up in exchange for his safety. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. I actually want to look at this real quick. I, I know I'm only going to have the the. Uh, dignities and stuff but august 12th 1930 he's a leo too yeah i'm not shocked not shocked not trying to hate on all you leos out there but i dated one for seven years i'm not shocked (laughs) man i've been okay me me and my co-worker for the last seven weeks have been talking to individuals of this category of you know of leo where it would be at pluto and leo yeah and let me tell you i mean they're very controlling. They're very manipulative. They don't listen. They think they know everything, and they're constantly repeating themselves. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I literally felt like I was watching Pelosi or talking to Pelosi or Biden on the phone every oh, single damn day. Oh wow. So he's got fascinating. He's got Neptune in Virgo, same as the United States birth chart. Huh. So just so the deception that the United States plays in George Soros work very well together. And he's actually got Mars and Gemini, too. Huh. And and he has the North Node, Uranus, Hades and Eris all in the Stellaminaries. Yeah. So Eris is disruption, chaos. Hades is, you know, can be um Associated with hidden motives, sinister, uh, you know, intentions, Uranus being abnormal, traumatic, and then Sedna, I'm, I'm not always familiar with Sedna that much, Sedna and Aries, let's see, it, oh, it takes forever, it takes 10,000 years to go through signs, so I mean, you'd have to be born before 1867 for it to be in, in another sign, but uh, it being in the sixth, oh well, I don't have his actual birth time, so that doesn't matter. Anyway, um, so Sedna, 
softer type person. However, you should avoid anyone who becomes bitter or acting like a perpetual victim. Deep connections and crosses all boundaries. Yeah, I would say so. So disruption, chaos, sinister stuff, abnormal, traumatic, crossing all boundaries. That sounds like George Soros. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> he does have Pluto and can- cancer, by the way. Oh, yep. Yep. So it's exactly opposite of what's going on right now. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I wish he I wish he would just fucking die already. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Not sorry. Uh, anyway. Not, not after the I mean, uh, I just don't like the influence he's got on the world right now. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, getting all sidetracked again. Damn Gemini Mars. <laughs> anyway, so again, we doubled down. There should have been a red wave. Um, I hope that this ends up getting resolved. Uh, I do. I will follow follow up on any updates in the future about recounts or anything like that. Or I I really think that all of our information and the catalyst for everything is going to be Elon Musk. I really do. Like because. I agree. He's he's dumping all this right now in December. We're now going to have a Republican House in January, which they won't be able to really do too much, per se, you know. But the one thing that the House can do, just as Nancy Pelosi has showed us, they can introduce legislation. They can introduce discoveries and they can introduce uh, investigations. That's that's the whole reason why they were able to impeach Trump in the first place is because the House gets to push that shit. And if they get enough people to go along with it in the Senate, then that's all that matters. And I you know, we didn't we didn't get the chart for the uh, the Georgia thing that made that made me mad. Oh, man. Because yeah, up that until was... the last minute he was winning. And you know what? What kills me, too? I was looking at the numbers. So if that guy in Georgia would have won the Senate race, we would have had the House and Senate. If we yeah. would have done that, we everything would have been so fucked with everything Elon Musk is doing right now. And yeah. I really, you know, we need to get that damn chart. I need it now. We gotta find it. Let's find it because I have this feeling it's gonna look like it's gonna look like the Brazilian chart. I just, I, ha- I, I can't even remember what day that was. It was that was last week, right? Yeah, runoff race. I messaged you on on Facebook at. And then I removed it because I was like, I was like, dude, he's gonna win. And then I deleted it because I'm like, let's see. Go back, go back, go back. Where is it? Here it is. Okay. 7:07 p.m. Okay, I sent it. I sent this to you. I said, uh, I would put. Oh yeah, I I, I deleted both of it. And I said, Daily Wire is claiming that the Dems won. Total bullshit. GOP was at 51% an hour ago. So that was 7.07 p.m. on Tuesday. Tuesday. The 6th? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. When they... Okay. Daily Wire's claiming it was called for Dems. 7.31 p.m. Okay. So we'll just use it. I'll just use it like I did. Okay, runoff, Georgia runoff, Georgia runoff chart. Verse 6. 7.31 p.m. And at Atlanta, Atlanta's fine, Georgia. 
There we go. Event. Watch this shit. Let's take that Lula's acceptance speech and the Georgia runoff chart. Wabam. What do we got going on here? Actually, I want to look at them separately real quick. Door wheels. There's the acceptance chart and the Georgia chart. Okay. So I'll send this to you too so you can look at it. Okay. There we go. There it is. And window come back. Okay. All right. Pluto in the seventh house. Kieran in the tenth. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Hold on. Okay, my bad. No, I got. I had him backwards. Keep going. Okay. Um, I'm just looking to see if there's any commonalities between the two charts first. Okay. Where is Neptune on the angles? Neptune in the ninth. Okay. So it doesn't look like. I wonder if the. Let me let me Google and see if that's the exact time frame. Okay. Georgia run off race called. Warnock beats Walker. Two six. It was after seven thirty. Was it? I think so, because I remember I was working and it was late. It was like 10 something. And I'm like, they called it now. And then and then when I looked at it, you had deleted all those messages. Yeah, because I had worked really late on on that Tuesday. So, well, OK, well, 731 my time would be 1030 your time. Yes. OK, because you you sent this to me. You're like, you deleted it. Did it go south? At 7.31. Wait a minute. Yeah, so it would have been 10.31 my time. Duh, duh. Okay, sorry, let me fix this. Dang it. See, you know, it's awesome that you live on the other side because then, you know, I would probably overlook this a lot. Yeah, I I remember. I was, like, dead tired that night. Let's let's see this. I'm going to shit myself if it's, like, almost the same. I won't be shocked, actually. What am I talking about? Okay, so let's. I'm not even gonna look at it or see it yet until I send it to you. Here we go. All right. Neptune in the eighth house. Okay, so let's see. I'm seeing. 10:31. Okay. Just Saturn's in the sixth house. Yep. The only thing I'm seeing is. That Pluto-Jupiter conjunction in the 8th house. Uh, Mars in the 10th. Huh. I'm not seeing the same signature. Okay, so let's... I'm just going to look at the chart by itself. Just for just for the hell of it. Okay, so what is going on here? So we got Leo on the Ascendant, ruler. We have Trans-Pluto in, that, in the 1st house. Um, 
So something's being stubborn, Leo signature, uh, about some sort of transition. Um, then we have the moon and Vulc or I mean the sun and Vulcan in the fourth house. And it's in Sagittarius that's squaring to let's square to Neptune and Jupiter in the eighth house. With the seventh house, we have part of fortune, Asteria, Astria, um, weird okay i'm not seeing i'm not seeing any like foul play or anything like that in this chart really um huh i yeah because i mean even even neptune's in the eighth house it's a future house so like neptune in the eighth house you feel at one with others and have the ability to transcend daily life through metaphysical pursuits Easily sense emotional undercurrents. What is in the 12th house? Black Moon, Lilith, and Palace. Okay. Vigilante justice. Um, emotional manipulation. Conspiring. Eh, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm not getting any indication that they really, they, they actually cheated in Georgia. Uh, so, I mean, Georgia, I guess, I, I guess my hunch was wrong. Georgia looks like it. I don't know. I think it's messed up that it was like going towards the Republicans and then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, like it had votes at the end. It just seemed really suspicious. But yeah. my my conclusion with the Georgia runoff chart is that it doesn't look like they cheated in this one. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they didn't do early mail in voting and they didn't like manipulate people through like, um, you know, TikTok and stuff like that. Like, you know, Generation Z people and all that. But oh, yeah. I don't see, I'm not seeing the same signature and deception I saw in the Brazilian chart uh, for the recount. Um, yeah, but anyway, I, I do, I do feel confident that there was some cheating going on in, in uh, Washington, D.C. And, and Arizona for sure. Um, it's just unfortunate with the Georgia runoff thing. But uh, yeah, I do actually kind of feel good that I was able to look at that chart and decide that they didn't cheat because I, I'm sure there's some people that listen and go, oh, they're just, they're just, you know, biased and thinking everybody cheated. I, I don't think the Georgia runoff race actually was illegitimate. I that no, was. I think they got their, you know, they, they got their campaign, you know, activity together for that second leg of it. And they were just probably better organized. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been hearing a lot too, that, um, the traditional or like the the veteran GOP people have not been supporting Trump picked people. No. And that guy in Georgia was was a Trump endorsement. So there's that. Um, The only other thing I have on my list that we haven't talked about yet is I did go into the Trump censored tweet for January 6th and the January 6th riot because we never talked about that. Because that happened last year. We Because we just started doing the podcast this year. Yeah. So I thought I was going to look at that just because just we're talking about lies and conspiracy and all kinds of stuff. So the January 6th riot chart was for January 6th, 2021, Wednesday. And the timestamp of when they were banging on the door is 2.19 p.m. Washington, D.C. I made sure I got the timestamp right from somebody on Twitter. So... 
what what's fascinating too about Trump's tweet, right? He was censored on Twitter. I sent that to you, I think, on Facebook Messenger. Yes. Let me. Where is it? There. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that the one? Yeah. Okay. So Donald Trump tweeted this tweet. It only got two likes and one comment, which means, you know, knowing how many followers he has means it was taken off. It also has this indication in the top top corner that says consequences. So I, I guess they're they're seeing this from administration's uh, perspective. But the tweet said, these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremonially and viciously stripped away from the great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and peace. Remember this day forever. So the official riot broke into the Capitol at 2.19 p.m. He posted this at 3.01 p.m. So he had just gotten wind at, by somebody that they are storming the Capitol and he was trying to tell people to stop, right? So that Matt Taibbi guy said, number 62 of the Twitter files dump, what in the actual fuck? Safe safe to say that Trump's go home in love and peace tweet mid-riot didn't go over well for Twitter headquarters. So that that's just like a whole other can of worms there. So they, they try to claim that they... That they uh, censored Trump and removed him because he's inciting violence. But it's almost like they used the, the January 6th riot to justify removing him. Yeah, they, they, they did that. They've been looking for reasons to get rid of him for a while. Right. This right here was just, in my opinion, the way that it all rolled out, that yep. magical moment where they could say, okay, now we have what we need to do. Go ahead and get him off the platform. Right. So when we look at this this January 6th chart, which I'll send it to you real quick, too, just so you can see it yourself. OK, so look at all those plants in the 12th house. Damn. Right off the bat right there. Yep. Sedna at, at 27 degrees of Taurus, which 27 degrees of Taurus is also the bankruptcy signature. So I find that fascinating. And Sedna is obviously not directly associated with money. But Sedna is associated with uh, you're the ideal person to be around in a crisis, deeply caring and able to respond to appropriate situations that may overwhelm people. You're sincere and understanding and well aware of ev uh, of everyone has a story of hardship and hopefully a triumph to tell. You know what it's like to have the journey on the edge and to be forced to be and forced to rely upon hidden resources. The problem is who is around you when you were in trouble? You're the strong and resourceful one. When do you, uh, uh, when do you get to sink? So this that's supposed to be like a martyr signature. Uh huh. So they were conspiring against some sort of martyr signature. Trump, hello. So then we have Black Moon Lilith there. Um, manipulation with money is associated with Black Moon Lilith and Taurus. Obviously, we know the signatures for Uranus and Mars being motivation. So there was a motivation to conspire to cause some sort of abnormal fluctuation with against Trump. So, I mean, that that said in the signature says it all about it being against Trump. And obviously the consequences were against Trump. And then 
we have the the Neptune right there in the 11th house of social media networking. So the narrative that was posted on mainstream media and social media and all that, especially like that video I saw, like who the hell was taking that video? Because it did not come from like one of those blue check mark people that would be inside of. I know that's what threw me off too. I'm like, so where did this come from? Because now when you try to look it up, it's like it's very hard to find it. One because it's so old by now, or you really have to sit there and search. Yeah, and whoever posted it, like there was a couple of news sources that tweet that like you know commented in tweets saying, can we use this footage? And they said, yeah, sure. So we don't even know where it came from anymore. Yeah. So the it's obviously deception was intended that that Sedna in the 12th house that right there. That's the signature of them trying to sacrifice some sort of martyr type person. And yeah, I mean, really, uh, this is all just spelling out like the, the evidence that Elon has has released to the public um, and obviously the motive of them trying to figure out how to get rid of him and all that. It's just a dead giveaway, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but so I I would love for, you know, that totally explains, too, because remember how much the FBI has been against Trump and all that. Oh, yeah, and, they've been against him since since he started running. Yeah, so Elon did, I, I did see some tidbits of him saying that there's confirmation that there were FBI personnel involved or present during the January 6th riot. So, I mean, I don't know how anybody can't see that this this is just blatant, aggressive, you know, retaliation against Trump and all that. So, I mean, I, I do think that Trump is go- going to, again, be going up against uh, some really tough challenges in this next couple of years to oh, run yeah. for 2024. I think that they're going to be even more aggressive now because, again, we talked about it, that, that desperation. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, I think the first time they thought that there's no way he'd win. Because they're like, we have this so rigged that there's we don't have to worry. I think that's kind of their attitude they had. And that's that's why they kept projecting, oh, Hillary's going to win. Oh, don't listen to the polls. They thought people would actually just start voting the way that everybody is staying to vote on, on TV. And I think that's going to start when, that, when Saturn goes into Pisces. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Saturn and Pisces, that... When Saturn is associated with reality and, you know, just like when Saturn was squaring Neptune a few years back, mm-hmm. that's when like that's when 2016 happened. Yeah. So the reality check with like the cognitive distance and the people that are like really mentally gone, that was really hard for people. I think that was a lot when there was like Antifa riots going on and conflicts with social justice warriors and people losing their marbles and shit like that over stupid stuff with conservatives was really, really hot. It's going to get worse when, when uh, Saturn goes into Pisces, which w- while we're talking about that, we might as well look at that and see. I know that's not going to be immediately right now, but let's see. Saturn. Saturn goes into Pisces. Okay. I jumped a year, December 11, 2023. And it's at first degree of Pisces right then. So let me go back. Oh, that's a, okay. That's retrograde stuff. So it's going to, let's see. Okay. On 
March March 7th, 2023, Saturn goes into Pisces. Will be conjunct with Mercury and Vulcan and the Sun at that time. And will still and uh Neptune will still be in Pisces as well, which is terrifying. So the same kind of uh like uh delusion and, and lies and deceit that that's been going on while Jupiter's been in Pisces. Remember how I told you Jupiter and Saturn are both the ones that really set trends and culture? Yes. So we're going to just see a continuation of deception and lies going into to next year, because although Jupiter at that point will be at 13 degrees of Aries, it's just going to be this little gap of time for before Saturn goes into Pisces as well. And then, so that's March 7th, and it's going to continue to be in Pisces until it goes retrograde. And then it'll go retrograde um, in springtime of 2023. Then by, let's see. Oh, it never goes out. Never mind. It doesn't even go back to Aquarius at all. It it, it basically, it, it goes up to about 15 degrees of uh, Saturn and Pisces. Then it goes back all the way to zero. And then it goes direct again. Oh, my goodness. Thank God. <laughs> well, that, that means that we're just going to be... Stuck in Pisces for a, a, a lot while longer. So, going with that train of thought, with Saturn being in Pisces and Neptune being in Pisces, whoo, the cognitive distance is going to be super strong during this time. It's so be interesting. That'll definitely be uh, mid 2023 and into um, 20 December 2024 and December 2025. Dang. That sucks, doesn't it? Ooh. Yep, and then let's see when this ends. Um, let's see. Um, keep going back. I am going back, right? Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> February 7th, 2026. Saturn will still be in Pisces at 29 degrees. But that is the day that Neptune goes in Aries. That is going to be wow. 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 That, yeah. Hmm. That makes me kind of feel like uh, we're being a little uh, optimistic about Elon. I don't, I'm no. not saying he's not going to do it, but like maybe I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to end this on a negative note. No. <laughs> let's just like 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 I told my friend. Just let. Let let's let the story unfold and let the chips fall and we go from there. Right, because 2026 is a while from now. Oh yeah, that's, that's four years from now. That's way too long. Whoops, sorry guys, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I know that's what we right? do here, but let's not go crazy. Now anyway. we 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 still got to get ready because people have been asking us for 2023. So I think that's what we can work on for next month's podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just to sum up some things, I did look at. Oh yeah. So I was curious to see, like, what were the major outer planet transits for 2022? What would be, like, the the thing that you find most memorable? Like, what aspect, what transit happened this year? I mean, I want to say for me it's been the Mars and, and the Mercury retrogrades. 
because with me, it's been, I mean, I know for a lot of people, it's been whatever their specific theme is, but there's been a, a theme that has just consistently ran through. And Mars going retrograde for me kind of kicked that into gear, but then it also stalled it at the same time. There was a drive, but there was no movement. So it's it's learning to be patient in that stall. Yeah, you're you're. Do you have any mut like a uh, significant mutable in your chart, or are you like mostly fixed and cardinal? I'm mostly fixed and cardinal. So you don't know what mutable's like. So you just. Explained. I mean, my my kids are like my my two boys. They're Gemini rising, so like they're very. You know, I see that with them. My daughter, she's a 10th house Gemini. So, you know, she projects that outward. So, like, I have it around me, but with me, it feels very uneasy to me. I don't like it. I, I have to be, I, I like routine. Yeah, yeah, because mutable energy is um, having all this energy, but never being able to to channel it appropriately. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know I know that feeling. <laughs> like I think us doing this podcast once a month this whole year is like one of the biggest accomplishments I've had in years. Oh, me too, because I never really stick to things like this. Yeah. So me neither. So I'm like, damn. This this is the one thing that I've been like, no, I'm showing up, I'm getting it done. And 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 it's I mean, yeah, I mean the job I have now is very much this I like to call it a generator driven culture. They expected us to be running 12, 13 hours a day, six, seven days a week, if we could oh do seven gosh. days a week. And I'm not a generator. I'm a projector. If I don't feel invited to do it, I'm not going to do it. So for me, it was uh, it was absorbing that generator energy and then amplifying it to last as long as it did. Wow. So yeah. it was, yeah. So my my signature, I think, has really stood out this year that I've really been fixated on is is Jupiter being in Pisces and the squares to mutable, especially for myself, because like I have a mutable moon, a mutable rising mm-hmm. and I have a mutable Mars. So like, whoo, you know, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, man, so my feelings, my motivation, my behavior has just been whoo, but. Um, I, I thought I would just, uh, go over some of the major planet aspects that happened over this last year. So I just have the outer planets listed and February 11th, 2022, we had Pluto trying the North node. So this is going to be destiny beckoning, uh, is beckoning you now for time for you to reap the rewards of past actions and receive benefits that, which enables you to achieve your life purpose. Doors may open, paving the way to pursue your personal destiny. Could involve opportunities including meeting with highly significant persons or groups of people. Or a path or an event that will shape the future. Reshape the future on a deep level. Wasn't that around when the Ukraine thing started happening? Like, really escalating? That's obviously yep. been for years. But, yeah. So, that obviously really shaped a lot of uh, the ongoing problems that have been happening globally. So that's just something to reflect on there. Then on February 17th, we had Jupiter sextiling Uranus. A sudden and exciting new opportunity may present itself during this transit, and you are in just the mood to make the most of any break of your normal routine. Your psychic and intuitive abilities are sharper than usual, making making up for any lack of, of practical common sense. Study, travel, technical, esoteric, and scientific pursuits may also feature. I think that's actually right around when we started doing the podcast. Yep. And then we have 
February 23rd, tensions arise. This is Jupiter semi-square Pluto. Tensions arise as you struggle to achieve your goals. Seems as though other people and external events are deliberately plotting to thwart your every move. This is when everybody started demonizing uh, Russia. This is when that, that started going on about, oh, Russia is invading Ukraine. And then we have March 8th, Kiron semi-square the North Node. You have inner knowledge of your spiritual purpose in life, but you are experiencing some frustrations in getting your daily life to reflect this awareness. It is time to be patient rather than pushy. Ultimately, you will have the opportunity to express your true self and to find an avenue for your unique talents. So that was kind of like a foreshadowing of, um, you know, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Uh, the lies will come to, to come to the surface eventually to not push the narrative. Then uh, April, we have Jupiter conjunct Neptune. So this is going to be where there's a lot of deception going on. Heightened intuition, tempted to feel, explore more spiritual and artistic side of life. Even if religious uh, religions have never been uh, have never been before seemed inviting, you may now start to ponder on the meaning of life and explore different religious avenues. You may be tempted to go on some sort of spiritual quest. <laughs> That's funny because what my 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 wedding and my honeymoon thing. Ooh. However, <laughs> one of the problems of this transit is that you're seeing everything through rose tinted glasses. In other words, you may be vulnerable to charlatans of the world, and you are extraordinarily sensitive during this transit to deception. <laughs> Yeah, wow. so that that's Jupiter Neptune conjunction. So we're going to be experiencing that still too into 2023, um, Pisces season 2023. So then we get Jupiter sextiling the North Node. So and then we have Neptune sextiling the North Node. A lot of deception going on with these back to back to back. Saturn squaring the North Node. So you noticing the theme of deception being in line with North node and then reality being uh, at war with the North node. Yep. So that's just, you know, basically the, uh, the, the cycle that we're going through with Neptune and Pisces. Uh, we've talked about this before, how people are just batshit delusional during this transit. And mm -hmm. the further we get in the degrees, the worse, it, the deeper the rabbit hole gets. So, you know, it, and, so Jupiter sextile transiting Pluto. So that's the delusion uh, causing some sort of transformation. That's into May. That's why I was f emphasizing too on Jupiter being a huge thing this year too. Uh, Jupiter semi-square transiting Uranus. Rebellion can be a major problem, particularly if you feel someone or something is standing in your way or wronged you. That's the Ukraine and Russia going on again. That's into May. Jupiter semi-square the North Node, more delusion affecting the, the direction of events and the story. Jupiter semi-square Saturn, delusion going against reality, that's in July. Uh, Uranus conjunct transiting North Node, uh, so abnormalities, you know, changing the direction of things in July. Jupiter semi-square Saturn, delusion versus reality again. September 28th, Jupiter semi-square Uranus. Um, you know, the, the delusion causing abnormal stuff going on again. Then the last one was Jupiter semi-square Uranus. And that one is on December 23rd. So that's in two weeks from now or a week and a half. And it says during this transit, you tend to feel irritable and frustrated as you want to break free from past restrictions. Rebellion could be a problem, particularly if you feel 
someone or something is staying in your way. So it's the same signature that was going on in July, happening again at the end of this year. Um, patience is a virtue, which may seem difficult to maintain during this transit. Yeah, so the other times this happened was May 11th, the 28th of September, and the 23rd of December. So, yeah. And for questions that we had from Facebook, Bill Bond asked us to go into 2023. Bill, we will go into 2023 for our next episode, because I think that that would be a great time to kind of just go over general, like the ones I just kind of did, just go over general themes for the year especially with uh, some of the major planets changing different signs next year. Um, and then did you have any questions from anybody about anything? Um, let me go over to it. There was one question about will the end of December and January become happier overall for life in general? Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) I mean, to be honest, to answer that question, you really got to see what the financial markets are doing right now. And number one, the one thing that I have been seeing, especially in the line of work I'm in, is, you know, there's a lot of layoffs that are going on. A lot of layoffs. Um, I know here, or the small town I live, I went to the gas station this morning. Some pumps did not have gas. No way. Yes way. You can't even find instant mashed potatoes. What? At the grocery store right now. So, I mean, if the feds increase the rates, which I think is probably going to happen again. Right. We're going to continue to see an increase in, you know, shortages. We're going to see it. I would not be surprised if we did see a shortage of gas at some point this winter. Um, because it, it's getting colder a lot earlier. I know people right. in New York right now cannot afford gas right now. Um, this is where, I mean, like Ray and I have been saying for a while, get, get yourselves ready. If you can afford to get stuff right now, get what you can. Right. If you can get a, 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 you know, space heater instead of running your gas heat, do that because those gas bills are going to be going through the roof. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I, where I live, I live next, I live in the area of, like, the largest hydroelectric dam in the United States. Mm. So, all of our power is hydropowered, and we don't have gas. Wow. Well, see, we have gas for, like, the water heater, the fireplace, but I have to fix the fireplace. The good thing is we have enough space out there that if we need to light a fire, we can light a fire. That means yeah. we can cook. So, I'm not concerned about any of that. My concern is just surviving at that point financially. Right. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's weird, too. I've been seeing the the since the midterms happened, the gas prices have been going down. And I thought that was really weird. Yeah. Here they're under three bucks. But like I said, we went to the gas station and a lot of pumps, they had bags over them because they had no gas. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, here in Washington, uh, our gas just went down to 350, and like that's that's like amazing to us. Yeah. But the governor's talking about like increasing our gas tax by 50 cents. So we have the highest gas tax in the entire country in Washington. So it's 50 that's cents crazy. already. So he's thinking of raising it another 50 cents. Oh my 
That's insane. Well, you son of a bitch. I I, I know. Ugh, but yeah. Um, I mean, looking at the end through the end of December, um, just some things that are going on. Uh, Jupiter will be going to Aries again on December 25th, Christmas. Uh, so there's, you know, a little break of deception going on there. Um, that will last until March. So, um, and the person who asked that is Mary. She, I know her cause she's a Pisces. So she probably, um, might, might like that Jupiter is not going to be in Pisces anymore. Yes. Um, other than that, like really, I don't see anything getting better financially. Um, I I really don't know how it's going to go politically speaking because shit is hitting the fan right now and kind of in good. Well, I mean, regardless of what side you're on, I think the concept of shit hitting the fan is not necessarily good for anybody. But like no. but the but what happens after that shit hits the fan is different. So, do I think that we're going to be moving in the right direction more or less? I do. I don't think we're going to come out of this delusion fast. I mean, because nobody usually ever does, which kind of just, you know, coincides with Saturn going into Pisces and kind of just continuing to perpetuate the delusion. Um, I, Mary, I don't, ha- I don't have any good answers for you. I, th- I, I can't say that anything's going to get better. I, I think that there'll be some good ideas and some, like, some good starters going on going into the new year but i don't think we're going to see any of those come to fruition for quite some time especially if it's politically motivated like it's going to be the house isn't going to be able to do anything and they're just going to have all this information that's just going to be unearthed and they're going to have to wait until they have another election with a majority before they can do anything with it yeah that's that's the gist of it i mean yeah yeah, sorry guys, not a good new year. <laughs> but anyway, um, what do we want to do the next podcast? Do you want to do you want to do it on the first, or do you want to to do it in two weeks from now? No, that's Christmas. Yeah, we'll do it on the first, I guess. Yeah, let's do it on the first. Yep. So guys, we will uh do. I'll, I'll basically get all my notes up to do an overall of all the outer planets for 2023. If you have any burning questions for 2023, um, let, let us know on Facebook. Um, and we'll kind of just address what's going to be going on into the new year on that podcast there. Cause I feel like me and Yomi might be stumbling upon like a negative Nancy moment. And I don't want, I don't want to continue that into the new year. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to be optimistic or leave that for two weeks from now. <laughs> no, of course. Let, let's just see what unfolds in the next two weeks. I have a feeling we're gonna be popping lots of popcorn. Yeah, right, right. I'm excited. I'm excited for all the Elon stuff. I can't. I know. And I know with how determined he is that he's gonna make something happen with this stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I wouldn't even be shocked if Elon tries to run for office. I I wouldn't be either. Yeah. I mean he he would be. I would I would love to see Trump and Elon together. What if Elon That'd be was funny? That would be so freaking awesome. I don't think it'll ever happen, but that would no, be funny. It would be. Anyway, all right. It was nice talking to you, Yomi. It was nice yes. talking to you guys. All right. See y'all Bye. next month. Bye. Bye.